Alright, what it do, man? We back. This episode two, Real Sports Talk. This is your boy, Micah, man. I'm in the building with Corey Moore once again, man. Corey, say what's up. What's good, man? everybody? We back at it, you know. We just we just here talking sports. Like I said before, we're not famous, but hey, we're going to get y'all what y'all want to hear, what y'all should hear. Let's get it. Nah, we, we ain't famous, but we trying to get there, man. We trying to get to the big leagues. You know, but uh, trying to get like my boy Silk. Oh yeah, man. definitely. Shout out. Hey, just just shout out to them real quick. Stadium Miguel, y'all go listen to that podcast, man. Check it out. They doing some big things. Yes, sir. Man. All right, but on today, man, we going back to NBA news once again. Uh, this time, uh, we gonna start it off. We know the NBA draft just passed, man. Shout out to the Pelicans with the number one pick. We already knew who it was, Zion Williamson. Uh, that's going to try to turn that franchise around from what it's been for for a long time, even though they had a top five player in the league on their squad. Um, but let's talk about the NBA draft just a little bit. Let's talk about your winners and your losers. So let's start off with a winner for you. Let's go, quick. Let's see. My winner, I'm going to say the Atlanta Hawks because I feel like they get, they got the steal of the draft with Cam Reddish, who's easily, okay. easily a top five talent. And I feel like if he would have went to a different school other than Duke, he would have been a top-five pick. Uh, I mean, the man is a walking bucket. I mean, he has potential. He can shoot. He's one of the best shooters in the draft. He can handle. You know, he kind of he reminds me of how Paul George, you know, how he came out of college. Okay. Uh, you know, both got that, you know, smooth, silky type of game. And, you know, um, yeah, and I think he has, you know, some defensive potential on that side of the ball. But other than that, yeah, I think the Hawks got a steal with number eight. And, you know, they also got um, DeAndre Hunter. So, I mean, hey, that, that that's real big. Okay. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. That That is real big for them. I will, I will agree with you. I like the Cam Reddish pick. Um, my winners is just a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And number one, because I believe they got the best player in the draft. I've been saying that, John Morant. I believe he's the best player in the draft. He's going to have the best NBA career. Uh, he gets a chance to turn that Grizzlies franchise around from day one since they decided to move Mike Conley to the Utah Jazz. So they're, they're handing the keys over to that rookie, man, and I, I think he's going to be ready for it. But the pick that nobody talks about came at pick number 21 when the Grizzlies traded with the Thunder. They ended up getting Brandon Clark, mm. who was going to be a dominant player. I thought he was going to be in the lottery. I actually thought he was going to be a top-team pick. I think he was that good. Um, the motor is relentless. The guy can rebound the basketball. And if he can expand his game, even if even if he doesn't expand it, you got a guy that you can put next to him in Jaron Jackson Jr., who can shoot the three ball as well. Um, if Brandon Clark does expand his game, it'll benefit him. But if it doesn't, he's going to be a relentless finisher around the rim. He's going to have that motor. He's going to go get the rebounds and just putting that front court together. Brandon Clark and and Jaron Jackson with a point guard like John Morant, I can see a lot of lobs going on. It's going to be different for the Grizzlies. Um, they're used to that slow style of basketball, um, walking the ball up the floor, playing half-court offense. 
and uh, playing tough defense is going to be different for them, transitioning to an up-tempo style with the type of point guard they have now, especially with that front court, man. But Brandon, getting Brandon Clark a talent like yeah. that at number 21, that's definitely a steal for them. So I think they, they came out as winners in this draft. But I, you can't go wrong with either one of those, especially Atlanta. Um picks that they got, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, that's, I, I think that's two top five talents mm-hmm. right there, and you get both of them in the draft, so can't go wrong with that one either, I think the Pelicans were also a winner, I mean, you get Zion, I mean, of course, you should be a winner if you come out with, the, with one of the top three players in the draft, and Zion, who's basically going to be the face of the franchise, so Big props to them. Uh, let's let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about the losers in the draft. Who did you think um, was just a little bit questionable in their decision? Man, I'm gonna say the Phoenix Suns. Okay, why why is that? Why is that? Listen, I know this your boy. You feel me? I'm sorry, <laughs> North Carolina fans. I'm sorry. Nah, go go ahead. Go but, ahead. Man. Go ahead. I would not have took Cam Johnson that high simply because they need a point guard. Okay, okay, go. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna get to that in the, in, a, in a second. I'm gonna let you know why I don't think they're not losers. But go go ahead. I feel like they were losers. Like, I mean, you need a point guard that it was report saying that they was going, they weren't going to try to get D'Lo. And, I mean, that's that's just sad because <laughs> Devin Booker, he's a, one of the top young talents in the league. He can put, he can he put the ball in that hole, man. I mean, <laughs> that man, he's a walking bucket out there. I mean, he's a walking <laughs> bucket. I mean, they, they got some young talent. You know him, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges. Uh, and they traded T.J. Warren away. So I mean, I feel like they should have took a point guard. Like, okay. So I mean, that those that they would be they would be a loser to me in the draft. The Phoenix Suns. Okay. I I I happen to disagree with you. I'm a big big Cam Johnson okay. fan. Uh, best shooter in the draft, period. Um, I know it's a draft with Tyler Hero in it, but he's a better shooter than Tyler. <clears throat> I said it. I don't know about that one. 6'9", six, six, sharp shooter, shot 46% from three-point range this season. So um, nobody's touching that. If he can carry that over to the NBA, that's a great fit next to Devin Booker. And the thing about it is nobody, everybody forgets that the Suns also took Ty Jerome. I know he's an older type player, but that's a that's a point guard that can grow next to Devin Booker. He's ready to play now. Um, people people don't like it. I know they may not like it. He may not be the fastest guy. May not be the guy who's going to set up the offense. But if you watch down the stretch, um, three of those top three of the top players from Virginia included Ty Jerome. It was Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, and Kyle Guy. They carried that team to the championship. I was higher on, on Ty Jerome than a lot of people, and they got him um, later on in the draft. He wasn't even that high of a pick. So I think they got him in the, tw- like, 24, um, one of those picks that the mm-hmm. 76 yeah, had. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I believe that, that that's a good fit. I don't know if he's gonna be a starter right away. Uh like they said, you need somebody who's gonna space the floor for Devin Booker because when you give him space, he's gonna be a great one. And you got DeAndre Ayton down low. So you need those shooters around him. Cam Johnson's just gonna open up the floor. I know a lot of people talked about his health, but he played in just about every game for the last two years. Um, that hip, yeah, he had a hip injury. I understand that. But he's always been on the floor. He's always available. He's a better defender than, than people think he is. He's going to rebound the ball. I mean, you're not going to find many people going to shoot 45% from three. That's six nine. So I'm, I'm going to just say that. Uh, the real loser to me, I think, is the Houston Rockets because they had no picks in the draft. And that sucks because they're a team that needs to use the picks to refill that roster. They need some, some youth on that team. So to not have a pick at all, that's that's tough. And they already don't have cap space. Um, it's the reports about uh, Harden and CP3 getting into it, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. So I think the Rockets are a loser. And also, I know some people may not like it, the Lakers, I did not understand the pick. Um, yeah, he's young. He's, he's just about to – I think he's 19 – um, Taylor Horton Tucker, and he's like a six four wing so with a seven one. He's a seven one wingspan. Uh, that's that's all fine and good, but he's a second round pick. Um, he's six four, and he weighs two hundred and forty pounds. Um, they say he's going to be like a Draymond Green type. I don't see it in his game. Um, he's not an efficient shooter at all. Um, hopefully, he can develop into a, a plus defender, but. I, I would not have taken him at that spot. Um, looking at some of the players that were taken after him, I probably would have settled for some of those. Like um, Terrence Mann from Florida State, I actually like the way he plays the game. Uh, Jordan Bone uh, from Tennessee, I actually like the way he plays the game. Underrated. Um, Kyle Guy, if you wanted a shooter, he could have taken One him. of the best shooters in the draft. Exactly. So it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of players – that came after him. It's a lot of players that went undrafted that I probably would have used that pick on. Um, I even think some of the players the Lakers took as undrafted free agents are, are better than him. Um, especially my guy, I talked about him before before the draft, Zach Norville. Mm. They were able to see him. I think that's a great signing for them. Um, they got uh, Jordan Caroline from Nevada, I believe, uh, who's going to be a decent scorer. The, the only downside for him is he's only 6'7", and he's a big man. But if he can shoot the ball from the outside and develop that, that inside-out game and play some good defense, he might find a way on the roster. But I didn't understand the, the Horton-Tucker pick. Um, hopefully he develops into something. But as of right now, I didn't really understand it. So I'm going I'm to go ahead and put him as one of the losers. Okay. Um, but let, hey, let, let, let me touch on one more thing. One more thing. Go ahead. Now. The Suns, I forgot all about this. They did trade their picks, the earlier pick that they had to the um yeah, to the did. Timberwolves. They had number, they had number five. They yeah, were, number um, not number five. Number yeah, six. number six. Yeah, they played it at number six and they traded it to the Timberwolves. That pick Fuck. turned out to be Jared Culver. Yeah. Okay. And they had got um, what's that guy named Darko Sarkic. From uh, from the Timberwolves, oh, uh, yeah, Dario, Dario yeah, yeah, they had yeah. got him. 
This is so he's a he's a nice stretch four. So this is, they they find against shooters. You can't blame. Yeah, him for I don't that. blame for that. But here's my thing: you gave up the you gave up a pick. You could have took Kobe White to to pair with Devin Booker. You could have took. You could have took Jared Culver, even though I'm not that big on him. You could have took him. I mean, I like Ty Jerome. I like his game, the slow-paced type type guard. You know, he's like 6'5". Yeah. He he runs at his own pace. That's good. He's not explosive. He's not really he's not really fast, but he goes at his own pace. You know, that's some type of point guards. You know, they usually have a long career in the NBA, which is which is good. And I like I like mm-hmm. his style. But I mean, I just feel like you know, with the way the NBA is going, you know, it's high pace, you know, a lot of points, you know, and you gotta have, you gotta have a point guard in the NBA if you want to be a contender. You gotta have a point guard, somebody that's gonna go out there and get you buckets, or you know, at least keep you in the game or run the show. I mean, you do. I, I agree with that. If, but I, I, I'm gonna say this. I don't. I don't think they were as high. On Kobe White as everybody else was. I think, I really think the Suns wouldn't have traded that pick if fell not Jerry Culver. If uh, Darius Garland would have fell one more spot, Darius Garland got taken at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Darius Garland, if Darius Garland would have been on the board at six, I don't think Phoenix trades that pick and they take him at six. But since he was taken at five. I believe they felt like, you know what, we're not as high on Kobe White as everybody else. I'm high on him. I think he's going to fit perfect next to Zach Levine. Uh, that's that's going to be a dynamic backcourt in a couple of years if Zach Levine stays healthy. I believe that. Um, but if Darius Garland drops down one more pick, I think the Suns hold on to that pick and they take Garland to pair him with Booker. But I don't think they were as high on Kobe White as everybody else. Now, I will say I didn't expect them to take Ty Jerome. Um, I actually thought that pick was gonna go. They were gonna go go with Kevin Porter, who was still on the board, hey, who, didn't, who didn't get picked until pick number that's thirty, just, and he ended yo, up he ended up yeah. getting taken by the Bucks. But he's going to Cat, the Cavs, so you're putting you're putting Kevin Porter with Darius Garland mm. and Colin, and Colin. Sexton, listen, listen, mean, listen, listen, listen. Hey, hey, I know uh, I said Reddish was probably the steal of the draft, but to get somebody like Porter. Late like that? Yes, yeah, yeah. man. I I still I still think my my still of the draft is a little bit different. I know a lot of people weren't high on him because of the way he ended his career, and I know I'm a Carolina fan, but don't worry about that. Um, Nasir Little going 25 to the Blazers, <sighs> man. That's that's excellent for him. It is though. It you, is. I mean, it really you, is. You you getting you sitting back in the limelight because you got. Uh, Yusef Nurkic, uh, CJ McCollum, and Damian Lillard, who are going to get all the attention. You just go out there and play your game. You can develop. And um, once once you get it together, you're talking about a, a wing, and they, they got rid of Evan Turner. You're playing behind – now you're playing behind Kent Bazemore, uh-huh. who, who's going to be a, a upgrade to Evan Turner. I know everybody doesn't understand it. They think it's just an even swap. No, nah, Bazemore is definitely better than Evan Yeah, better shooter, better I defender. I don't know why Evan Turner was – I don't know why he was getting crunch time minutes for the Blazers in the first place, but we're going to leave that for another time. <laughs> Baysmore is going to be a great pickup. He's going to defend. He's going to shoot the three ball. 
And Nasir Littles can come off the bench and just provide energy. He's going to be a, a rebounder. He can play the play the three. He can play the four, even if you want to let him play the four in a small ball situation. And he can he can have time. He can learn from one of the best in Terry Stotts, who who's really underrated. Like people don't talk about him as one of the best coaches in the league, but he's one of the best coaches. Uh, so Nasir Littles going to get time, yeah. uh, come off the bench, and just be a higher energy guy. And he's in he's in a perfect spot. So I think he was one of the steals of the draft. And also, I have no idea how he ended up falling the forty one to the Warriors. But Eric Paschall from from Villanova, oh, um, one of the best stretch fours in the NBA, similar to Draymond Green, but a much better shooter. He doesn't shoot like he has a book sack on. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be one hell of a pick if he develops like See, he's supposed to. I think he is because, I mean, look what school he's coming from, Villanova. Villanova, they known for putting those gritty type players in the NBA. Exactly. I mean, they're not, they're not, not, the high, not the high draft picks. They may be three, two or three years in, in college, but they come in ready to play. I mean, um, I'm, yeah. I'm still surprised we, we ain't seen Mikhail Bridges just start becoming a, a real good 3 and D wing player. I think it's just because of the team he's on that nobody's really paying attention mm-hmm. to. That's what it is. I'm expecting something to happen. But, like, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is on, on my favorite team, the Mavericks. He he started a lot of games for us this year and played pretty well next to uh, next to Luka. So, um, that's just the type of players they put in the league. So, I, at getting him at 41, that's that's crazy. He coming, he coming in to a team with a championship pedigree, he's going to be – a championship type player. He's got two rings playing at Villanova. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they, they definitely got to stay with that one too. But yeah, that's, what's that's, what what what's also crazy? The Warriors. They got uh my man Jordan Poole from from Michigan. Yeah, he can score. Dead, so dead I mean, eye shooter, um, playing off ball. Uh, he's gonna basically be in the role that that McKinney was in. And if he can hit those shots that McKinney couldn't, that that lineup is going to be just as just as difficult to defend as it was in 2017. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but that's that's our coverage on the draft, man. Let's let's switch it over. Uh, we was talking about the Warriors, man. Let's talk about KD a little bit. Uh, we know he's know he's trying to recover from that Achilles injury. He's probably going to miss the whole season, but he's still. Still going to be considered a top five player in the NBA. Um, a lot of reports coming out about him being not happy with the Warriors and how they diagnosed him and all this, that, and the other. Um, also reports coming out that the Nets are the favorites to sign him. Everybody thought it was going to be the Knicks, but the Nets coming out because of the whole Kyrie situation. What you think? Where do you think? KD ends up playing not not next year because he's going to be sitting out yeah, the whole year. Yeah. And do you think he should get the max or do you think he should sign a one plus one like LeBron did? What do you think? See, that's kind of a tricky quick question because it's like I want to see him go to another team somewhere like he can build something for himself. But it's like it's kind of hard saying all that because some just telling me he's he don't want to be that type of guy because you know KD has shown you know I don't want to be that even when he left OKC you know he want to be his own man went to uh went to the Warriors 
But with the whole injury thing and reports saying he wasn't happy with the Warriors, like, it's, like, it's just, it's just a crazy situation. I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say he's going to end up with the Nets. <laughs> go go ahead. Let, let us know why. Let us know I just why. feel like that whole injury situation plays a big, a big factor. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signs with the Warriors, but I feel like he's just going to sign with the Nets just from the reports I'm seeing. And I would sign him to a max because it's Kevin Durant. Like, <laughs> I mean, like like he said, the playoffs, y'all know who he is. Like, it's Kevin Durant. Like, arguably the greatest offensive player that ever touched the court. You, you're right. Man. So, it's like, I mean – who wouldn't want to give him the max? We know he's coming off an injury. We understand that. But it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Kevin Durant. Like, so. Yeah, it, I, I understand. So, I feel like he's going to sign with the Nets. Um, so, whether, whether, you know, he comes back healthy, uh, that's all on him. But I'm putting – money on the table. I'm putting everything on the table that he'll come back and at least, at the least be 95% of who he was. And everybody know, man, KD's at the least a top three player in the game. Some people feel like he's the best in the game right now. He's the best scorer in the game. I mean, <laughs> so it is what it is. I think he'll sign with the Nets. And hey. Uh, I mean, I mean, ninety, ninety to ninety-five percent of of what Kevin Durant is right now, he's still coming back as a a twenty-five point per game type of player. I mean, that's still a dominant player in the league right now because it's not that many people going out there that's going to walk out of walk in the building and give you twenty-five points a game. So, I, I understand what you're coming from. I do think you should give him the max. Uh, let him sit out his his year. And then when he comes back, hopefully he's healthy um, and you can build around him. You talked about the Nets. Um, if if Kevin Durant does go to the Nets, that means Kyrie is going too. Um, that probably also means DeAndre Jordan ends up being a Nets player as well. Um, so you've got three players right there, um, two of them who are – known for getting injured. KD has some injury problems now, especially now that he's getting older and he's very slim. Uh, Kyrie, we know about his knees and his situations. Um, so hopefully they can stay healthy, but if you can get a, um, a duo like that, Kyrie and KD on the Nets, that significantly changes things in the Eastern Conference. Um, that could probably cause some issues for Kawhi. I, I would like to see what his decision would be on that. If if KD does sign with the Nets, does Kawhi just do one more year in the East and decide he want to go West? Um, or does he want to stay and compete against KD um, and, and decide he want to be the king of the East? But 
That that would be tough. Kawhi going against KD and Giannis for the next couple of years. But hey, that would turn the East upside down. People couldn't say it was the East is the weak conference anymore where you got three of possibly the top five players in the NBA um, and possibly four, four or five or six of the top ten. So um, that would that would be a good decision. Um, even him going back to the Warriors, I think, would be a great decision for him um, because they will still have the same team. They will be older, um, but you will still have the nucleus of Curry, Clay Thompson, and KD. Um, Draymond Green would have to make a decision next year if you would be able to pay him um, what he would be worth. Um, but having those three on your team, it always gives you a chance. It's just all. But as of right now, I'm, I'm probably leaning the way you're leaning. Uh, with the Nets, um, if they can get Kyrie and KD, yeah. uh, that that totally changes things, especially because they have decent role players already in mm-hmm. place. Uh, Joe Harris, who can shoot the three ball, Karis Dan Whitty, who who came came off of injury and was just dominant in the playoffs when he had the time. Uh, Spencer Din Din Whitty, who you talked about, who was up for Sixth Man of the mm-hmm. Year. So they they have some pieces there. Uh, also, Jared Allen, the center, uh-huh. um, who's still learning how to how to actually be a basketball player. He's just been an athlete, but if he ever learns how to be a basketball player, he's going to be tough to stop as well. So they have some pieces around him, and I bu- I believe that team, if they can get KD and Kyrie, they will be a force to be reckoned with in the near future. Definitely, definitely, I agree. All right, so we so we. Discussed the draft a little bit. We discussed KD. Um, let's possibly switch. Let's let's switch gears just a little bit. Um, since we had a little debate on on Twitter earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, the, well, we had a couple. We actually had a couple debates. Which is pointless. The first debate, debate we're going to talk about. We're going to get to the one that you that you thinking about. Uh, first debate we're going to talk about. We heard some people having this debate about the MVP award, um, who should have won. I actually thought they, they did the right thing, giving it to Giannis. I thought he was the MVP. Some people said Harden should have won. Uh, what's, what's your take on that? I think Giannis should have won, but what's, what's your take? Give me your take on that situation. I feel like the right person got it. Um, okay. You know, Harden, he had a fantastic year, but, you know, individual success doesn't always translate to team success. Uh, okay. Giannis, he had his best year since he's been in the NBA. You saw his growth as a player. You know, he uh, added a lot of muscle. Uh, he's starting to get comfortable with his all-around game. I feel like once he adds a jumper, then, you know, he'll take that step like, okay, he's the best player in the NBA, if not arguably. But – you know, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Honestly, I think he hasn't. That's this. I mean, he's only what twenty four years old, twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I feel like he deserved it because the Bucks they were the best team this year, the best regular season team, and and for this season, Giannis had well, Giannis was the best regular season player. Um, so you know, I feel like he deserved it. And plus, on top of that, I mean, he did everything for him, played defense, rebound, pass, brought the ball up. I mean, he really did everything for the team. So, uh, yeah, they fed, they fed off his, they fed off his energy and they, 
he took them as far as he could, you know. Um, so, I mean, MVP, I feel like it should be given to the best player and not always the best player on the team. And who, well, the best player on the team, you know, who had the best year. But he he really, you know, like I was saying, he evolved as a player. And, you know, he deserved it. Uh, so, yeah. you know, salute to Giannis. My my whole take on it is, um, people say, "Oh well, we we haven't seen Jordan did this year." Yes, we have. We've seen Michael Jordan go out and get thirty-seven a game. We've seen that, um, and Michael Jordan didn't even have the usage rate that James Harden had this season. Um, it's a lot of players who wish they could have had the the usage rate that James Harden had, and they would put up the same numbers that he put up. Um, it's one of those things James Harden had to do that for the Rockets. Um, even though people say, well, you take them off the team, they're, they're not a playoff team. Nah, he's a, he's a borderline top 10 player. Um, a lot of people going to say he's top five. He's not in my top five. Uh, I'm going to say borderline top 10 because I favor the players who play on both sides of the ball, um, which is what Giannis does. That's why I believe he was the MVP. We talk about um, the difference between the two. Yeah, Harden scores more. He racks up more assists, but he also turns the ball over more. True. He is great. Um, Giannis just dominated on both ends of the floor. He put up put up numbers that were just about in, in that Le- type mode of numbers. And even Shaq, Shaq took the time and compared Giannis to himself, which is – Crazy to think about, but that's that's just how dominant he was in the regular but, season. But wait, 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 wait. But do you really believe? Come on, man. Come hey, on. <laughs> like, hey, come I, on. That's I'm going by. What, I don't believe he's as dominant as Shaq was, but he put up numbers that were similar. Um, so I I got to give him that. True. The Bucks were the Bucks were just were a great team offensively. The Rockets were a great team offensively. When both of those players were on the floor, when Harden was on the floor and when Giannis was on the floor, the Rockets scored three more points. But with both of them on the floor, the Rockets gave up nine more points than the Bucks did. Yeah. And Giannis was, uh, he finished second in the league in defensive player of the year voting. So, I mean, if you're going to finish with a first team all NBA and also finish second in defensive player of the year voting, I mean, that kind of validates. Where you stand, yeah, true, as, as true. far as where that award should go, and I I love James Harden. I I don't like the way he plays the game. I think he flops a lot. That's the way the NBA is going. I like you see it all all the time. I can't be mad at him because he gets the benefit of the call. I don't like the way it's going, but hey, that's that's how it goes these days. But I did believe the the player that has the best season and also. Brings his team to the best record. We we forget that the Rockets won sixty games. I I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, and they had the number one seed. Um, that team is still basically the same player. Last year, <laughs> exactly. So this this Bucks team, we didn't expect them to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. We we all thought it was going to be the Raptors, even though they won the Eastern Conference. We thought the Raptors and the Celtics were going to be the teams playing. For Eastern Conference supremacy, not the Bucks. We thought they were still about one or two years away, and Giannis made that happen. So, 
I mean, I'm not mad at the at the MVP pick. Um, it could have went to either player, but I I did go with Giannis. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Also, also they had the talk about the rookie of the year, which I didn't think it was a debate at nah. all. Uh, Trey Young started off way too slow to even get back in that race, in my opinion. Even though he closed the year out strong, um, Luca was the pick. Yeah. I think it was a runaway. I don't think it was as close as people thought it was. Um, but what's your take on that? The right person got it. You know, Luca was consistent from start to finish, from game one to game 82. Uh, you know, just watching him, you know, he's so skilled, you know, to be his age. He, he He's going to be he's gonna be a superstar, you know, just a matter of time. Uh, and with that team, you know, putting some more pieces around them. Um, Trey Young, you know, he started off slow. You know, he had to get used to the speed of the game, I feel. But, you know, he closed the year out strong, and you started to see him more in that Oklahoma role, like, you know, how he was in college. Like, he was just running the show, you know, just shooting deep threes, doing good passes. I mean, I'm not going to say he's Steph Curry, but I will say watching him, you can tell, you know, that's that's who he modeled his game after, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, some type of players. But uh, he's going to have a long career too. Uh, he's going to he's gonna definitely be going to some all-star games. Uh, I feel like the Hawks, you know, they 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 got a bright future. The Hawks have a have a bright future, just like the Mavericks do. But let me ask you this question: Who would you rather build around going forward? And don't be biased. Who would I rather build around yeah. between those two? Players? Yeah, and don't be biased. Um, even even without the bias, I'm I'm taking Luca. <sighs> I'm I'm taking Luca. You. Luca has um he has the potential to develop into even a, a average defender. Trey Young, even in college, you didn't see him willing to give any effort on defense. Uh he could possibly give some effort. I guess it was just his offensive game was gonna be needed, so he needed to relax a little bit, but he's still an undersized point guard. Um he's gonna take those shots, you know, he's gonna be in that Steph Curry range from three-point lane shooting 30-footers. Um, but Luke, you're talking about Luka, who was a EuroLeague MVP coming into the NBA, um, a six-seven point forward basically in the mode of what LeBron is. With He's just not going to have that type of athleticism. But he sees the game well. He knows the game. Um, he can finish at the rim. He can dribble the basketball. He can shoot the three. He can do it all, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And with Trey, with Trey, you getting a dominant. I think Trey Young is going to be a dominant offensive force, um, but he's not going to be able to do what Luca does. And I, I think Luca ends up having the better career, and also Luca has the better coach, so I think that's going to help him as well. Um, so that's that's why I think I would probably I would still take Luca. I still think Luca is going to be the best player out of that draft period. I think he's going to have uh, the best career. Uh, 
might be debatable down the line, oh, but I think know about that one. he started it off. I think he started it off the best way, and he's in the best place. They they gave him the ball, and they're gonna be like, you know what? You're you're gonna make the decisions. And now that now that Dirk is gone, they they need somebody to take over now. Um, with the Hawks, as far as Trey Young, um, I don't know if he's the number one option right now. He's gonna have the ball a lot, but I don't I don't even think he's gonna end up being their best player. I I still think. Uh, Cam is going to end up being that best, the best player on that team. I think he's the most talented player, and um, he's going to get a chance to shine. Uh, as far as Luca, they're going to be like, okay, you take it, you and Porzingis, and we're going to try to make something happen around you. So I, I would personally take Luca. Um, I know a lot of people may want to take Trey Young, but I, me personally, I'm taking Luca over Trey. Yeah, I mean. I want to say Trey, but then that's something that's something I, I really I really haven't really thought of between them two because, I mean, them coming out at the same time, I didn't necessarily see them two, you know, the top two rookie candidates. Uh, uh, but I think they're going to both, you know, have a long career. Uh, Trey, man, he's gonna be surrounded by a lot of talent. I mean, Luca is too, but the way the way Trey Young impacts a game, it's Steph, it's Steph Curry, like you know, like he just like you gotta guard him soon as he cross, soon as he cross half court. But yeah, I, I agree. But with, with Luca, you know, man, Luca. He's been a pro for the longest, so it's like he know the game. And, you know, his game only going to get better. Like you said, he's playing with one of the best coaches in the NBA. I mean, and then on top of that, when um when they get Przingis in there, you know, and hopefully they, they can land a free agent, I mean, you're you looking at possibly a playoff team. Luca is going to be a superstar. Just a matter of time when. Yeah, and and as you go, if you go through that draft, I say that Luca's probably going to be the best player mm-hmm. out of it. Um, looking at it, it's not many players that I think is going to going to really challenge. Uh, Trey Trey Young is going to be I'm one a... of them. He's going to be up there. Um, Jaron Jackson may be one of them. Um, but outside of that, the only other player who I think could top his career would be Marvin Bagley. I'm gonna say, wait, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say his name. He hasn't played yet, but he's scheduled. He's scheduled to play. I know, I know you're talking about. <laughs> he's Michael scheduled Porter. to play. I, I know every, everybody's waiting I'm, for that, but I don't listen. Yet. I got to see. Now listen. I mean, dude is what six ten. Six ten, six eleven. I give him. Listen, that. man, the man can put the ball in the hole. But the thing, I, the, I the thing that. is, but the thing he is, yeah, healthy. he got to stay healthy. If if you're not on the court, you can't. I mean, once once he gets on the court and shows that he can play, um, play on back to back nights or play uh, four games in five days. If he can't show me that, man. Um, I can't count on him to be the best player in the class. As of right now, 
right now I'm going in this order. Luca, Trey, Jaron, Martin, and DeAndre. That's that's my that's my five right there. Um if Michael Porter shows that he can stay healthy, I'll I'll let him join the list. But until you step on the court and show me that you can play and stay healthy, you can't help me. Yeah, true. You're right about that. So let, let, let's switch gears and talk about the other topic. Yeah, let's let's go to the other topic because a very hot topic. Um, I the thing about this topic is I don't think that one is a better player. I just think a lot of people are overlooking a certain player. <clears throat> Very, very sad. This um, is funny. This is but funny. It, it happens. It happens when a certain player gets the limelight. This is funny. Um, and that player, those players we're talking about, happen to be Kyrie Irving. This is a Twitter. This is a Twitter debate, by the way. It's it's a Twitter debate. I don't understand why it started. Me either. Me either. Um, I don't. I don't understand how it started. Um, but I will say this. I think people are overlooking the name of one of these players for some reason. I don't know no. why, because the other players on the on the list as well. Look, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. Kyrie is the top point guard on the market right now. That's that's Facts. clear. Everybody knows that. But let's not act like Kimball Walker is just some scrub that can't play basketball. No, that's that's what I want. That's what I want people on Twitter to understand. Kyrie, Kyrie, this is this is the whole thing I had. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get your points in because you were you were talking a lot earlier. But I'm gonna say this: everybody sees the glamour, the glitz, uh, the the fantastic finishes, and everything with Kyrie Irving. Uh, nobody sees Kimball Walker play because he played in Charlotte. Um, he's not as efficient. I'm gonna give you that. He's not as efficient as Kyrie. Irving. He's not a great three point shooter. He's not as great of a three point shooter like Kyrie Irving. I'll give you that. Uh, he's not as big as Kyrie Irving. Kyrie is six three, Kimba six one. I give you that. So that's it'll it helps Kyrie as far as finishing around the basket. Those those three points I give you. Um, as far as all the other aspects of the game, Kyrie big time finisher in clutch situations. We've seen it. A lot of people haven't seen Kimba, but there was a game. There was a couple games where Kimba went off. One of them, including a game against your very own Kyrie Irving, where Kimba Walker took over the clutch. <clears throat> But we but we gonna skip over that for a minute. But people gotta stop acting like Kimball Walker just can't play the game of basketball. We've seen him take over in clutch moments, seen him score the basketball, we've seen him pass the basketball. And for those who don't know, Kimball Walker is actually a more capable defender than people believe no. he is. For those who say Kyrie is a better defender, he's no. let's, let's let's stop these lies <laughs> right now. Uh, he's not a better defender. Kyrie, Kyrie is bigger, so it helps him out, but he's not a better defender than Kimball Walker. Let's, ah. let's end that notion. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as who you would take, of course I would take Kyrie before Kimball. That's not a question. What kind of question is that? It, it, but let's not like Kimball Walker just can't play the game of basketball. So now I'm going to turn it over to you so you can get your points in so then I can, I can respond and let you know why y'all just overlooking Kimball Walker like he can't play the game of basketball? Okay, this is my thing. I'm not overlooking Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker got game. Everybody knows he got game. 
Everybody knows he he doesn't have that type of team that's a contending team. We we get that. We understand that. We get it. Well, I get it. I've known Kimball since since his high school days. Well, watching him play basketball. From UConn. Everybody know what he did in UConn. Everybody know about that run. Everybody know about what he did in the Big East tournament to step back. We get all that. We get it. But if you talking player versus player, skill versus skill, like I said on Twitter, he is not better than Kyrie Irving. At nothing, at nothing, people going to say, oh, well, uh, what Kyrie uh, do without LeBron? I mean, he played in 60 games a year before this season. And, you know, the, the Celtics, you know, last time I checked, they was one of the top teams in the East with him. Even last year before he got hurt, this year, even though they lost in the second round to the Bucks, who was the best regular season team, he took them to the second round. And this whole notion of of uh, we we sleeping on Kimball Walker, man, y'all need to grow up with that, man. <laughs> For real, y'all need to grow up with all that. Kyrie Irving is just better. Like I don't understand like what y'all see that I don't see. We understand they both pure scorers, so it's going so they have the the same skill set. We get that. I understand that. I know he's been playing with the, the Hornets and Kyrie done had the opportunity to play with LeBron, go to the finals, all that. Kyrie, we done seen him do it on a big stage. Like you said, we seen all that. I mean, he was playing with the best player in the game at the time or Arguably right now, however, some of y'all want to say it, I don't care. But and what people fail to realize, he was the closer. So it's like, I just don't get it. And mo- he was the closer on a team with LeBron James. Kyrie Irving was the closer. So, like, this whole notion of, of Kemba Walker over Kyrie, like, y'all need to stop. Because if y'all really want to be honest – if y'all really want to be honest, before his injury, and yes, I'm going to say it, and I don't care who got something to say, before his injury, and b- before the whole team started playing bad, John Wall and Kyrie Irving were the top two point guards in the East. One, nobody, Man, wasn't no, no, nah, no, no, wasn't no, 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 wasn't nobody, nobody was talking about no Kimmel Walker. It was it was either Kyrie no, or really? John Wall. Nah, Stop. because y'all fail to realize. No, yeah, no, 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 stop you, no right you ain't finna stop me. We're gonna, I leave, know. we're gonna leave no, John Wall no. out of this nah. with that terrible contract and his bad basketball games. Just he played just like Russell Westbrook. But, he just don't put up the numbers. But he just as bad as Russ is because he don't understand that he's not the best player on the team. Until he understands that, that Washington <sighs> team is not gonna go anywhere. But this is what I'm saying. Before his injury, before the, the before the injury, John Wall it was either who it was either John Wall or Kyrie Irving the best point guard in the East. Kemba Walker was, was Kemba Walker was, there was not being no talked de- about. There was no debate. The, the yes, best it. point guard there was the best point guard in the East was always Kyrie Irving. Well, yes, to John, me, John Wall. John Wall did not deserve to be in that discussion. 
I don't know what? why people brought his name up. This dude is not as great as people think he is. No, nah, wait, 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 wait. It's no, just, it's a difference. He, he, he ain't. He ain't. I ain't say great now. It's only a no, couple great not, players. He's not in that discussion for top overall point guard. Kyrie laps him by a mile. Even though Kyrie has his injury problems, Kyrie was lapping him even before John Wall got hurt. The reason okay. why Kyrie's the more efficient scorer. Kyrie's the better shooter. But let Kyrie's me ask you this: actually nah. the better teammate. And that's saying something. Ask- John Wall. The problem with John Wall is he's going to do exactly what Westbrook does without the notoriety. He's going to put up. He's going to put up those numbers at times. But when it's but when it's really time for you to look at John Wall's game, what is he going to be? The player who you thought could be one of the best in the game with all the talent in the world, but he can't shoot. He can't. He can't defend like people. Wait, 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 wait. He's been talking about he won all these matchups with all these top players. Hold on now. Kyrie done cooked them. Steph Curry done cooked them. All these players done cooked John Wall. Like he's been talking like he's this great defender. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We gonna we gonna stop this notion. We gonna no. We gonna stop this notion that John Wall is just this great player when he's actually a, a detriment to his team. And the Washington Wizards should have got rid of him when they had a chance to, but because his contract is too terrible right now, he has the worst contract in the NBA outside of Chris Paul. Right now, now listen, and there's nothing. There's nothing that the Wizards can do. So they're stuck with a player who thinks he's the best player on the team, but it's actually Bradley Beal. Which everybody knows if they don't know they're stupid and they don't know basketball. Bradley Bill does not get the notoriety because he's Brad Bill. But everybody knows that Washington team should run through Brad. But John Wall doesn't believe that. He believes he's the face of the franchise. He's not. He's just Russell Westbrook with dance moves. Russell wow. dance. John walking down. This is, that's all. It this is. is it's no. It's no big difference between. This them. is what I'm saying, though. I'm. This is what I'm saying. Before the injury, people act like John Wall was a scrub. No, he was not no scrub. Everybody knows he was, he, he was not a scrub, but he didn't belong in no best point guard conversation. No, 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 no. Listen, I, 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 ain't, I, I, ain't, I ain't. I don't care what nobody. I ain't about. never say. I ain't never say best point guard in the NBA. No, he never deserved to be in that. But if you want to talk about point guards, that's like. That's not like everybody knows, you know, Curry one, and then you got, I feel like, Kyrie two, and then you got Dane, and then you got you got Westbrook, and then you would say CP3, but, I mean, look how he looked in the playoffs the last time you've seen him. So it's like, who could be that fifth spot? I'm not saying... I'm not saying Wall, of course not, but I'm just saying I would put Kimball five. But what I'm saying, before the injury, people fail to realize, like, John Wall was – John Wall was one of the top point guards in the NBA. Like, that's not no discussion, bro. Like, people cannot forget top, that. Top point, top point guard in what NBA? In the East? He was one of the top – in the NBA today. Come on, bro. Like, we're not about to do this, bro. Y'all, y'all got to stop being prisoners of the in, moment. In what NBA is he a top point guard? When we, I when said we talk before, about top, before even, injury. Even before injury, if we talking about top, we talking about the top five players. John Wall is not a top five point guard in the NBA before injury. I don't care what nobody says. He's not. I mean. Let's, let's stop that. Let's stop that. 
I'm well, not taking. I just, not, I just gave you, I just gave you, I just gave you five. Well, before an injury, you know, Chris not, Paul, he was still. It. Nah, I'm not taking nah. no, no John Wall. John Wall, he won, John he Wall won has, top five. No, nah, he won top Wall five. Has shot, he shot forty five percent from the field once in his career. He shot thirty seven percent from three once in his career. I'm not taking John Wall no top five. He shot 80% from the free throw line three times. He's been in the league eight years. I'm not taking John Wall as no top five point guard. I'm not. Nah, he's not a top five point guard even before injury. But what I'm saying is he's not – he wasn't no scrub. Like, that's that's just – that's no, just facts. No, he's not a scrub. But I'm not taking – I'm not taking John Wall over Kimball Walker any day of the week. I'm not. That We're going to stop that. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, I'm, not, I'm not. Before injury, before injury. No, no. John Wall, it. John Wall is going to get the notoriety because oh, he's going to put up he's going to put up the big numbers. He's going to show his his speed and everything. He's 6-4, he can do it all. He can get to the rim. All that all that talk, he's going to put up the assist numbers. We forget John Wall is playing with a top 5 shooting guard in the NBA and Brad Bill. Hold on, before had, hey, John, hey, let me oh. John Wall had one of the best finishers around the rim in March Martin Gortat. We we not gonna forget. Man, I'm about to, man. man, you 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 talking like Martin Gortat wasn't a dominant big man in the pick and roll. It's a big man. We we not gonna act like that. Bro. Let's let's stop that. Really? One of the one of the best three and D role players in Trevor Ariza. We, I mean not do they had him for they ain't have him for that long. We're not, we not going to act like this. And let's go back. If you want to really talk about it, let's go to John Wall in the playoffs. Let's talk about his playoff career and see how he choked. Hey, man. Let's talk hey, about that. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to say about that. The Wizards was exactly. always the Wizards were always one of the ta- most talented teams in the East. I always thought they, they, they would. Always, they always faltered because of this man, John Wall. That is true. Always. That, that, I, will give, I will give you that. But what I'm saying is people act like he was a scrub before injury. He wasn't. Yes, he has the worst contract in the NBA right now, arguably. Of course. Him or Chris Paul. But I mean, I agree with that part, but he was not he was no scrub before the injury. But with the whole Kimba thing, Kimba and Kyrie, just to piggyback on that, y'all need to stop y'all mess on Twitter, man. Like for real. Y'all y'all really need to stop. I'll- I will. I'm gonna give you this. I I do. I agree with you as far as Kyrie over Kimba. If if anybody says Kimba over Kyrie, they're stupid. Um, Kyrie is definitely the better player. But if I'm gonna pick a player right now, and the whole discussion came up because it's better on the Lakers. That's where it all started. If I'm gonna take a player right now to put on my Lakers squad with AD and LeBron, I'm taking Kimba. That's that's for me. The reason, the reason being, we've already seen Kyrie not be, not be happy about being a number two option. You go to the Lakers right now, Kyrie, you the number three option. How would he feel about being a number three? You think Kimba about to be mad that he's on a winning team now since he spent eight years in Charlotte? Hell no, nah. Kimba about to be excited. He gonna take that number three role. He'll even be number two sometime. When LeBron don't feel like scoring, Kimba, you go out and do what you do. I you mean, think Kyrie gonna be happy about that. Kyrie already Kyrie already made it clear when he decided he wanted to be traded from Cleveland that he doesn't want to be second fiddle anymore. He would be third fiddle in LA. Kyrie is not a, a team first guy. That's not him. We've seen that his ego gets in the way sometimes. Um, he's talented, but he's not a number one player. He's not a number one option on a championship. It's team. not. 
it's he's he's it's not only that, a, it's only not. a few of those, but I mean I I agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's, only, it's, it's only, only a few. few. He thinks he thinks he's one, but he's not one. He's a num he's a uh, amazing Hall of Fame number two, but he's not a number one option on a, on a championship. However, how, however, not. second second of all, I'm not even done. Second of all, Kyrie has played sixty games. I think in only three seasons. I think no, he's played he's played over seventy games in in three seasons. I believe uh, Kimba has played seventy games in five out of eight years. They came in at the same time. So I'm gonna trust I'm gonna trust the guy that's gonna stay on the floor. If you can't stay on the floor for me, like I told you about about the other player earlier, if you can't stay on the floor like Michael Porter Jr., I told you, if you can't stay on the floor, it's nothing you can do for me. Um, they can't. Kimba and Kyrie came in at the same time. Kimba has played a hundred more games than Kyrie. Kyrie has played seventy games three times. That is true. Seventy games. There's eighty-two games in a season, and you giving me seventy-three times. But there's another guy on the market right now who can play seventy games six times and eighty games three times. And you think I'm not going to trust the guy who stays on the floor over the one that that can't stay healthy? Um, that's that makes it a tough choice, even though you clearly a better player. That's like saying, oh, well, um, that's a, a lot of people saying about AD. Well, he couldn't stay on the floor. That's a lie. Go look at AD. He's never played less than 60 games until this season. He's never been this injury-prone player that everybody tries to make him out to be. That's why the Lakers won the trade, because he's going to actually get to play now. Um, but if I'm if I'm looking at the Lakers situation, and it's a decision between Kyrie and Kimba. Give me Kimba because one, he's gonna accept his role in a, in a better way than Kyrie would. Kyrie, we've already seen him not want to be a number two since he wanted to trade from Cleveland, um, which was a perfect fit for him because LeBron basically said in the championship um, after the championship parade, he told him like. Kyrie's eventually going to be an MVP in the league. Like I'm giving the team to him because I want him to lead us where we need to go because I'm getting old. So I need somebody to help me get where I need to get. So you're going to be the number one. No, I don't want that because LeBron's still going to get the attention because he's LeBron. Um, he's telling you this is going to be your team, even though the media is going to talk about LeBron more than they're going to talk about Kyrie. It's freaking LeBron. He came in at – 15 with all this attention on him. He can't do nothing about that. But Kyrie didn't accept that. So you're talking about him going to a team with two players who are already better than him and accepting a, a third fiddle role when he couldn't even be number two? He's not going to accept that. Kimba would accept it because he wants to win. We know that about Kimba. He's tired of playing in Charlotte. Um, he's going to show some loyalty because they gave him a chance eight years ago. But Kimba's going to accept that role way better, and I'm also going to take the healthier player. That's that's what my argument was. I didn't say Kyrie was was worse than Kimba. I didn't say Kimba was better. No, Kyrie is clearly the better player. If you think Kimba is a better player than Kyrie, um, I need you to stop watching basketball, period, and go in the bathroom, rethink your life, and then come back out. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie is definitely I mean, a better player. We, we know that. But – I want the healthier player and the guy who's going to accept their role, even if they're the third option. I think Kimball would not be opposed to being a third option. 
um, second option on some nights. He's never going to be the number one because clearly the number one is going to be AD. AD, is yeah. gonna, AD can go out and get you 30 and 20 if he wants. AD, yeah, AD can get you 30, yeah. 30, 15, and fucking six if he wants to. Exactly. So, I mean, so that's, but, that's what my whole that's what my whole basis on the argument was. Kyrie is definitely the better individual player. As far as the team needs and what the Lakers would need right now, give me Kim because I know he's going to be available. He's played 82 games, I believe, three times in his career. So he's going to be out there, and he's going to be more accepting to being possibly a third option on a championship team than Kyrie was being the number two option on a championship team. That's what my whole argument was. This this is my thing, though. I want to see how Kimball's skills would translate towards a playoff team, championship-type team. I want to see – I want to see how that would be him playing with two superstars like LeBron and AD if he was to go to the Lakers, but which I don't see him going to the Lakers. But I mean, that's what I want to see. I mean, I know he can score the ball. I, I get all that. I know when he get hot, you know, it's only so much you can do. I yeah, know what type of player. That's the thing. I, I, we've, I, seen, we've seen how we, efficient Kyrie was when we, we, he wasn't getting we, we, all the attention. How how would Kimba, who's been the focus of attention for his whole career when he was with the Hornets. Everybody knows he's the number one option, so teams are going to load up on him. What if he gets pressure taken off of him by being the second or third option on a team with another great player? Maybe that efficiency goes up. We don't know because we haven't got to see it yet. But But also, let's give him a chance first before we write him off. My thing is, with him, like Kyrie, like I've seen him, you know, in in meaningful games, like close it out. Like with Kimba, he's with he's been with the Hornets. Like so, I need to see him on a better team. Like how people say on Twitter, we need to see him, you know, a better talent before you can really say something. I just feel like, you know, I still feel I feel Kyrie better. But I mean that's no that's no knock on Kimba. I mean Kimba one of one of the top guards in the league. Kimba is one of the best scorers at his position. Kimba been doing it since since he was in high school. Everybody's seen what he did at UConn. So it, it's no there's no knock on Kimba. Uh like you said, uh he's a he he's a better defender than what people think I feel, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's a good defender. I mean, they're they're both not good defenders. They're capable of, you know, being good defenders, but they're not good defenders. Uh, Kyrie, you know, he's shown in in crunch time minutes he can defend, Uh, but like I was saying about him earlier, I, I also said he can't be the number one option on a championship team. You also said that. But, you know, throughout phases of the game, I do feel like he can be the first option, of course. And, you know, in in my opinion, at his position, he's the best closer in the game at, at his position. There's not nobody that's a point guard right now that's more clutch than Kyrie Irving. Like, that's just, that's just facts, bro. Like, 
Don't say Curry. You can you, you know I'm not saying. Don't say yeah, Curry. Dane, Dane, no, I, I would I would take Kyrie. Russell Westbrook, no, his 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 lack his lack his lack his lack of a jump shot, you know, just dismisses him. Chris Paul, we know he's not in that right now. Kimba, we gotta see you on a on a better team. And so I mean that that's that's just where I'm at with that, man. Like I already done said what I needed to say. It ain't it wasn't much, but I said what I needed to say about Kyrie. It yeah, was that was that was the whole that was the whole debate I saw. Um I yes, I, I agree. Kyrie it, is a better player than Kim. That's that's not what my debate was. I just think we we overlooking what Kimba can bring to the table, um, and and people just writing them off like he he can't be a great player, which he's proven he can be. It's just on a terrible team and some bad pieces around him because y'all goat can't build a team around him. We're not gonna talk about MJ and his decision making because he's terrible. But we're gonna leave that at another time. Um, we're running out of time. Uh, before we close this thing out, we're going to talk about the point guard market because that's been the big, big thing. I I think that's the biggest position group of free agents this year is the point guards. Man. Um, we talked about Kyrie. We talked about Kimba. Uh, I think they market right now. Um, it's been a lot of talk about D'Angelo Russell and the interest that the Lakers have in him. Oh, yeah. My my whole thing with that situation is, first the Nets would have to renounce the free agent rights, and then you're talking about a 23 year old point guard who can score the basketball and pass, um, who's just gonna who's just gonna get better. But you're talking about him possibly getting 20 million dollars a year. The Lakers being a team already strapped for cap space, I don't think that's the best move for him. Um, I think there's some cheaper options out there who can give you. Um, not as good of a scoring punch, but whose defense could even the playing field. Um, we're talking about a uh, Patrick Beverly, um, first team all uh, defense, Malcolm, <laughs> a Malcolm Brogdon, two way player. Um, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be a costly option. I still think he goes back to the Bucks. Um, they would have to make some moves to have the money to re-sign him, which I'm expecting them to. Wave George Hill any day now, <laughs> so they can recoup that money because I don't see George Hill playing for the Bucks this year at eighteen million dollars. But that's just me. Oh, nah. uh, but if they don't do that, Malcolm Brogdon is on the market. Um, Derrick Rose could be a cheap option who's on the market, hey. and even even bringing back Rajon Rondo, which I know people don't like. I don't. I wouldn't like it, but that would be a cheaper option than paying D'Angelo Russell $20 million. Even though I like D'Angelo Russell, I think he can score the ball. I think he's going to be a dynamic player. I just don't see him and his offense um, being the best fit around a team that's already needs to find some defense and having a 35-year-old LeBron who's not playing much defense now either. So, um so I don't I don't think it's the best fit. I know some I know most Lakers fans love it because they like D'Angelo Russell, but I don't think it's the best fit. I mean I would like to see him out there. Yeah. But yeah. 
paying $20 million for D'Angelo Russell and trying to put up uh, enough of a team around those four players, I, I don't think that's the best option. I would probably try to split that up and try to get two players for the price of one, like a Danny Green and Patrick Beverly. You could pay them to the amount that you would be paying to D'Angelo Russell and get two players who can cover the scoring and provide way much more defense than what you're going to get with D'Angelo Russell. That's just me. But the point guard market, uh, talk about it for a few minutes before we got to close this thing out. Uh, yeah, you know, just to piggyback what you said, you know, D'Angelo Russell, he's a good scorer. He's coming off his best year. So, I mean, if it was me, I'd be wanting to get paid. That's just me. But, I mean, first-time All-Star, he's a good passer. Uh, he can handle the ball. Uh, he's not a great defender. But – you know, but then again, these days, who are? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, D'Angelo Russell, he, he's a solid point guard. You know, he can get the job done. Uh, he's taking a meeting with the Lakers, matter of fact. But if it was me, I wouldn't necessarily give up all that money for him when I can easily – like you said, get someone like a Brogdon at point and get like a two-way player. And, you know, and it's also a report saying <laughs> – you you probably going to laugh at this. It's a report saying that they're going to get J.R. Smith too. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm not even going to get on that. I'm not even going to get on that right now. Also, it's it's reports. I mean, people should know this by now that uh they gonna sign Melo when soon. Hey, I'm, that's, I'm, that's, I'm on board with that. I, yeah, me too. See, I, I think that would be a good fit next to Brian. But we gonna yeah, come, we gonna, we gonna leave that alone. You feel me? I think that'd be good for him coming off the bench. Uh, get you like twelve points, something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I was saying, D'Angelo Russell, he. I don't know about the aspect of him playing with – well, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. I don't know the whole idea with him coming back to L.A. Because, I mean, bro, they they gave you up for somebody that's not even there no more. <laughs> so it's like – so it's like why, you know, why, why do y'all want me here? Y'all gave me up for somebody that's not even here. And the dude y'all gave me up for wasn't even better than me. He hasn't really done much in the NBA. But, you know, I don't think they should go that route. If they do, so I hope it works for them. I hope it works for my boy Bron if, if they go that route. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily go that route. I mean, you know, it's been shown that LeBron, he wants to play with veterans and, you know, three-point shooters. And so, you know, you got to get somebody like that, you know, a sharp shoot like J.J. Riddick. Excuse me, uh, Seth, Seth Curry, um, you know, Danny Green, like I've said before, um, Trevor Reeves, like he out there. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon for the point guard position. Um, Beverly, you know, you can either go out to D. Rose. But, you know, those just some ideas. Uh or what, you know, they could do at that position. But, however, I do feel like, you know, 
whoever they bring in, it has to be it has to be somebody that won't be a cancer to the team. Uh, that whole Chris Paul thing with reports saying that they could try to ride the Chris Paul out, stay after that, stay, leave that alone. But, uh, but I I'm not too big on the D'Angelo Russell to LA thing. But if Laker fans like it, then we'll see how that how that goes. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot that's gonna go down, especially on the point guard market, man. Some real good players out there. Um, I'm like we talked about. I'm real high on Malcolm Brogdon. I've been a fan, but I know he's one of the older players on the market. Um, but hey, it's it's a lot that's gonna happen. Once again, free agency still about a week away. Um, so teams got some decisions to make. Uh, teams that strap for money gonna have to make some moves. Yep. So I'm, I'm interested to see it. Um, but but for this show, man, we done talking about the NBA, man. We're gonna leave it at that. Um, this was episode two. I hope y'all enjoyed, man. Yes, it's sir. Yes, story, sir. Uh, Real sports talk. Y'all can follow us on Twitter. Follow him, Just Enjoy This, on Twitter. Uh-huh. Follow me, Micah underscore Chapman. Uh, man, we just doing this for fun, like we said. Episode three, if y'all want to look forward to it, if y'all want to prepare yourselves, if you have some questions for us, go ahead and drop them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Timeline, drop them in the DMs. We're going to be talking about Gator football. We Gator fans, man. Episode three, we're going into Gator football. Looking forward to the season. Gator football. A lot of, a lot of talking has been going on on the timeline. We're going to clear some stuff up, man. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's it, it's gonna be an interesting interesting season. <laughs> it's gonna be def it's definitely gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, everybody know who we open up with Miami. <laughs> so I mean, I can't wait. Man. I'm see, I they I let all the weird not weird but all the you know weirdos with the little funny profile pictures. I let them you know throw their little jokes at each other. But you know, as fans, all we can do is watch. Yeah. So, so I mean, some people on Twitter they like to talk ball. Some people like to throw jokes. It's all fun. Oh, yeah. Some people even get mad at it, delete, and deactivate their Twitter. I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's all it, it's all a lot of fun and games, man. We we just hit it. To talk sports. If y'all go and listen, y'all gonna listen. If y'all not, y'all gonna not. But if y'all, you feel me? If y'all listen, rate us five stars. You know, like you said, we on Twitter. If y'all got questions, hit us up. Go Gators. If y'all got questions. If y'all want to be on the podcast, let us know. We'll try to get y'all on. Um, <coughs> we on. We on everything, man. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, go rate us five stars. Give us a follow. Um, give us a shout out, man. We gonna once again shout out to Silk and them, man. Oh yeah, shout out, stadium, shout out to Silk Stadium and Gail. Y'all go listen to the podcast, man. It's excellent. Uh, big three roll up. Go listen to that as well. They yeah, doing big things, that. man. They doing big things. Um, it's so many things going on, but man, we just trying to join the fun, man. Give y'all something to listen to. But our time is what we were supposed to be going over. But we having fun, man. Hey, Corey, just give him a, a few words, man, to close this thing out. We're going to get out of here. Oh, yeah. Like he said, man, we, we just we just here having fun, man. Hit me up on Twitter. Just enjoy this underscore. Follow me. Hit me up. DM me. Uh, at me. Any questions? Uh, like he said, 
next episode, we're going to be talking about Florida football, uh, college football, uh, any, any, you know, any news, uh, recruiting. See, I don't really be tweeting about recruiting because I actually, you know, I, you know, dive into my little info and I don't really say much. I gather it for myself. But, um, yeah, I'm not like all the recruiting experts on the TL. Y'all know who y'all are. But, uh, yeah, man. We just we just here having fun, man, and you know we just trying to do our part. <laughs> we just we oh, yeah. just trying to do our part and rep the logo. Shout out to shout exactly. out to Victory Roll Up man Stadium and Gal. Feel me? Shout out to them man. They doing it big. Um, and we just like he said, we just here to join the fun, man, and just, just hit us up, man, on Twitter, man. We going we we at this thing, man. It, it is what it is. Exactly, man. But it's time for us to close this out, man. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Once again, we on all major streaming podcast sites. Go listen to us. Rate us five stars. But for Corey Moore, this is Micah Chapman, man. We signing off Real Sports Yes, Talk. sir. Hope y'all have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, R.I.P. my man. R.I.P. Nipsey, man. Keep that going. TMC forever. Yes, sir. Baby.